0: Hey, what's up everybody, this is Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and this is episode 18 now of the Talking Grammar Podcast. Very much appreciate you giving us the time and however you got here through iTunes, through SoundCloud, maybe through the Albuquerque Journal's website where we have a full archive of all the podcast past episodes, and descriptions of each one at abqjournal.com sports. However you got here, glad you're here. Today's episode is Lobo Basketball. Uh, we're about a week away from the season, and we got starting point guard, Keith McGee, I, I say starting point guard, knowing full well that the word, uh, the term "starting" doesn't really mean at UNM in Paul Weir's program what it means at most college basketball programs. He changes his starting lineup every single game. There's really nothing to determine um, or nothing to really read into who starts and who doesn't for him. Um, it's more about who finishes, and I think most games, the finishing point guard of the Lobo basketball team this season will be Keith McGee. He's a sophomore junior college transfer from South Plains College, where last year he started the season not even as a starter at all at a school that actually does put their best players as a starter. So he wasn't starting. He came off the bench. By the end of the season, not only was he starting and turning heads, and we talk about that in this podcast, but he became the MVP of the National Junior College Athletic Association National Championship Tournament, and college coaches started recruiting him like crazy. The Lobos, um, as it were, happened to be recruiting one of his teammates throughout the season. Isaiah Maurice, who had committed to UNM, later backed out on that on signing day, in fact. uh, The Lobos hadn't been told by him that he was uh, changing his mind until signing day. Ended up going to uh, Memphis uh, to play for Penny Hardaway. Um, That's another story, obviously. But while recruiting Isaiah Maurice, Brandon Mason at one point said, to Paul Weir, hey, look, they got this point guard on the team. Uh, maybe we should just sort of uh, maybe put him on our radar a little bit, see how he does. Keith wasn't playing that much at that point, but uh, started playing more and more. And as he did, the Lobos were were already on him and sort of recruiting. And Keith and I talk about that a little bit. Keith also talks about his family. Uh, he, he lived with his, his dad, played overseas, played in, in uh, Qatar for a season. And Keith stayed with him for seven months. In high school, this was back in high school, and loved that experience. When he was getting recruited heavily last year at the Junior College National Tournament, um, he said he, he kept calling his grandfather, and his grandfather really is a, a big influence in his life and a guiding factor, guiding force in his life. So the Lobos knew that and uh, and made sure to recruit grandfather and mom and dad and uh, player as well. So it was a, a total effort to get McGee here. McGee came here with the hopes, uh, at least among the Lobo coaching staff, that he could run the point and Jaquan Lyle would move off the ball and play a little shooting guard. That obviously didn't happen because Jaquan Lyle uh, ruptured his Achilles and is now out for the season. So Keith McGee, in a in a really good conversation I had with him, I, I didn't know much about him, hadn't talked with him much so far this season, but uh, was pretty open about um, when you see him play, this will shock you, I think. But he has some confidence issues. Um, he plays with the very New York brand of basketball. He's from Rochester, New York, and uh, likes to talk a little trash. Likes to be demonstrative on the court. Likes to get the fans involved. All that kind of stuff that doesn't look like he—he he may be the type of player that lacks a little confidence. But he did when he first, when he was growing up, when he first got to South Plains College, and when he first got to UNM, lacked a little bit of confidence. He's passed all that at this point. He—he's uh, pretty confident that he can fill the void at the point guard position. And the season ahead is going to be a big one. Obviously not just for him as a sophomore point guard, potential three-year uh, point guard for the Lobos. But the team entered even with before Jaquan's injury um, was already thin at the point guard spot. So they're going to need a lot of big minutes early on from Keith McGee, who as a junior college player, the Lobos haven't had a whole lot of success, and, and teams usually don't, in getting their junior college players to play big minutes early in the year there's an adjustment phase that goes on usually so right now they're confident that keith can handle all that keith is confident that he can handle that and that's what we talked about in this episode of the talking grammar podcast hope you enjoy it
1: tell me who you are <laughs> how you doing uh, my name is keith McGee. Yep. yeah uh, i'm from rochester new york all right uh, upstate I'm next i like got an hour away from buffalo okay um, I'm a sophomore here. I hate you and them.
0: play a little bit of basketball, little, I
1: guess. Huh? A little bit of basketball, yeah.
0: So, Alright, so tell me about New York basketball, because New York basketball has a reputation. Um, but maybe not as much as upstate. Is it is it, it still it's, it's still the same. You is know? It?
1: a lot of a lot of people ask that, they'd be like, Oh, you're upstate. Oh like, upstate. that's not that's not like really, that's a bad thing. Yeah, like that's not really New York, but you know, we, we don't pay no mind to so that. It's as much basketball as they got going on, like, you know, down, we got up. So, yeah. it's a lot of outdoor basketball. Uh-huh. Every day, any any outdoor court, you'll see a lot of people playing basketball. It's just, I don't know what it is about outdoor. It's just something. Yeah. Um, Are you better outdoor or indoor? Um, I would say indoor. You know, I'm, I like outdoor, but it's not good for your knees. So I try to, you know, stay on wood as much as possible. As long as you can do this, you're gonna try and yeah. make a run of doing <laughs> this, huh? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, New York basketball also
0: has a little bit of a reputation for maybe talking a little bit of trash. Um, yeah, it's you don't do that. that though.
1: Mm, nah, nah. Well,
0: I won't <laughs> be doing that. I won't be doing that here. <laughs> But that is part of your game, though. I mean, I'm yeah, to a to a limit. I mean, I guess. Yeah,
1: right? to, yeah to a certain extent. You know, you don't want to talk too crazy um, to where you like end up picking up a technical foul or something. You know, right. You, you might say a little something, but gets pretty good though. Like I, I imagine growing up that you you yeah, guys would go at it pretty good. Yeah, growing up, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, growing up because at first I really wasn't the um, guy that like to talk a lot of smack. I was just, really yeah. I was just more so you know just play just to play little of the game. Yeah. So at first it kind of bothered me, you know, people talking to me, and then. That's when I started to, you know, talk back, and it's like, you can't just, see, when you talk, you got yeah, you you to actually,
0: yeah, you got to gotta
1: back it up, right, so, then before I wouldn't do that, but then when I started doing, when I started talking, you know, I started to back it up more, and then just, genuinely just became more talkative. Yeah, so.
0: all right, so, um, growing up, um, did you ever, get, so you had a dad that played some professional ball overseas? Yeah. What were what, what your parents' names?
1: Uh, Chauncey Leslie is my father, and Chantel Johnson is my mother.
0: Okay. Did you ever go overseas with your dad? I I thought I heard that maybe yeah, for a little bit you
1: did. I was I was with him in Qatar for seven months.
0: Okay. Um. So just a real brief period. But what was that? What was that experience like? I was were you?
1: I was fifteen years old. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so that's a pretty was, I I really enjoyed it. You know, I I loved being over there. You know, waking up, I just felt like a professional because it's like yeah. I, waking up. You know, my father going to the gym. He'll take me to the gym with him. Uh, at that time watching him play you know working out along with him and on top of that you know Qatar is just beautiful weather it's, yeah it's really amazing you see, if anything it's hot I mean the very day hot day, but yeah. you know it, some days it was cool like at night it'd be real cool okay so, uh,
0: but you got to see a little bit of the professional life I mean yeah, obviously a w- little bit different NBA life to to the professional life overseas but you, but you saw somebody who's making their living yeah. Um, collecting a check, playing basketball, and it's something you want to do. Yeah, it's something I would love to do. And you didn't just see the guys at the top of the NBA. You, you saw kind of what a lot more maybe college players end up doing is, is playing overseas. You saw that level. Um, didn't
1: scare you off. It's a lot of work, though. I'm not going to lie to you. At the time, when I was actually watching it, like, I actually really wished I was able to dress up. I mean, like then, put on a uniform and play with them at the time.
0: Lamelo's doing yeah. it now.
1: Yeah, he, he's but.
0: a little older than you were there, I guess. He, was he sixteen, seventeen now? I guess. But yeah,
1: anyway. I, yeah, but um, it no, not at all. I I, I really enjoyed watching it, you know, because every night, you know, you really, you you're really learning. You know, just just seeing it is just yeah. like wow, this is made. This is like professional basketball. So it was shocking at first, but then you know you get used to it. It's like oh, okay,
0: there's yeah. things you learn watching that that yeah. you aren't going to
1: learn in a high school game. Right. So
0: you had your crash course about seven months. You said yeah. doing that. What um, did you? So what year was that in high school? Was that like That was originally my sophomore year. Sophomore year, okay. Yeah. So then you come back. You you play a couple more years, I guess, then of high school uh, ball. Yeah, two years. Two more years of high school ball in New York, um, and uh, some A, ball, I imagine too. Who'd you play for?
1: Uh, City Rocks. Okay. It was EYBL.
0: How good were you guys?
1: We were pretty decent. You yeah. Know, my, uh, the year that I played with uh, them, at one point in time, you know, we um we were actually number one in like out okay. of all teams and then we played C P three and then lost and you know, kinda went down a little bit. It went but down from there. But yeah, but for the most part, you know, it was But it you was were amazing. playing high level ball. Yeah, you know, it's um EYBL is um it has a lot of top, you know, yeah. prospects, along with the under armor too. But, you know, the EYBL was a a lot of coaches there was probably some of the best, like, high, high school-wise, like, some of the best basketball, I've like, yeah. ever played in.
0: Were you always playing, um, I guess, like, when you guys were number one, what year were you, like, what, what, what age was that?
1: I was 17. Okay. So it was, like, my junior year. All right. How, how heavily recruited were you out of high school? Were uh, you heavily recruited? To be honest with you, not
0: really. I really wasn't yeah. highly recruited, you know. Um, how how taught, did you do any growing after high school? Were you,
1: were you always a point guard? As uh, to be honest, with you, uh, my uh, junior, junior year I played more so of the two, okay. and then senior year I actually played the three. Okay. Because I was like one of the tallest guys. Yeah, the I team. mean, the high school is so, yeah. different. Yeah. And then you know, the whole point guard it, that became I became point guard like when I went to school, okay. to college. But um, not yeah. not very recruited though. Nah, not really. You know, I, I you I mean a few schools looked at me, but you know I. At the time, high school, I really didn't have, like, the grades, so I had to take the junior college route. All right,
0: so you went to—what junior college did you go to first?
1: Uh, my first junior college was uh, Southeastern Southeast Iowa. Okay, in Iowa. Yeah, um, in Iowa. And then you go to South Plains? Yes.
0: All right, tell me about South Plains. You get there. We'll talk basketball mainly. Um,
1: you get there, and you're not starting right off the bat. Yeah, you know, South Plains— uh, I really the coach he knew me, but he really didn't know too much about me. Like okay. he he had just heard from other schools, like oh this guy he can play. Yeah, you know and he had some of his returners, So I, I understood that you know at first, and then what it was, it was just really getting in the gym, putting in work there. You know? Okay, what? so it wasn't entirely just overlooking.
0: There was a certain element that you had to you had to get in the gym.
1: Yeah, I, I had to get in the gym. You know, I had to become more confident. Okay, I would say that at first I started off. Uh kind of nervous, you know it was like my first somewhat college basketball, so i right. was I was pretty nervous, but then mm-hmm. over time, you know I adjusted to it really quickly, and then
0: I mean, for just, those that don't know, it kind of started clicking pretty well for you yeah huh? it it
1: went it, it became it went very really well um towards the end of the season, started to play more yeah um became more confident as games went on, and it just just boosted up my ego, I guess you could say.
0: And once you get to the tournament, the National Junior College Tournament in Hutch, um, you become the MVP. You guys win a national championship.
1: It was a blessing. You know, to be honest with you, um, I didn't think I was going to... I didn't even imagine myself winning the MVP. It just kind of happened. And that's sort of
0: growing from the beginning of the season where you're not starting, and then you're kind of getting better the whole way. But there were other guys on the team that you probably just assumed they would be the guys that get the MVP yeah, or whatever.
1: I did. Honestly, my big man. Yeah, uh, his, who was going to come here at yeah, one point. he was. He yeah, was yeah. going to come here. Um, you know, I really thought he was going to get it, but uh, he got suspended the game, and the game he suspended just happened to be my best game all was season. It? Yeah. What
0: did you do that game? Do
1: you remember what your line was? I had 24 points. Um, I believe it was eight assists and a few rebounds. And
0: that was in the tournament?
1: That was in the tournament. What
0: well, rat was that like...
1: That was yeah, to get to the championships. Okay, all right. So you
0: become the MVP of the National Junior College Tournament, um, and you're recruiting. At that point, you were already
1: being recruited. I know,
0: but at that point, I imagine it had to amp up a little bit, like people.
1: It it did a little bit. You know, um, more more coaches was they were like talking to my coaches about me. Some of them were like coming up to me after the game. Yeah, you know, contacting me, and what I would do after I mean, I was so excited at first but what I did was I just calmed down. I just uh made a phone call to my grandfather. Yeah. You know, he's What's a, Grandpa's name? Uh Alvin McGee. Okay. Huge influence mm-hmm. in my life. Really a father. Yeah,
0: guy. you know what somebody told me. I I should ask you about that. Grandpa's yeah. grandpa's big in your life,
1: right? Yeah, he's that's my best friend. Yeah, honestly. How often do you talk to him? Every day. Yeah? Every Where's day. he? He's back home in Rochester. He's in
0: Rochester too. Yeah. Did he play at all?
1: Well, he played a little bit, but then he went to the Marines.
0: So. Okay. Yeah. See, uh I mean, how often do you and him talk,
1: like, basketball? Every day.
0: <laughs> okay, so it is basketball. You guys talk is, about
1: a lot. Well, ba- you know, just it's basketball, just life in general, you know. He he teaches me. I learn something new from him every day. I can honestly say that, yeah. you know. He, he's always been on me, you yeah. know. I've always been a big boy, but at the same time, you know, it's tough love. Good. And because he's, like, been in my life for so long, it's just, like, I don't want to do anything to, like, upset him and disappoint him. It's one of those bad, deals so
0: where, like, yeah. kind of go do something, act a fool or whatever, but, like, if you embarrass Grandpa, yeah. that's the one that hurts more than anyone Yeah, me. it hurts
1: more than anyone else, you know. Man, it's just, I just our connection is just crazy, yeah? you know. I love that, man. So, yeah, we going to be able to get a chance to come out here, you think, and watch? Yeah, he's going to be out here, uh, I believe, the little Christmas tournament we have, December 16th.
0: Somewhere around there, okay. Yeah,
1: somewhere around there. Um... So, is he, uh, is he the
0: guy in the stands that sits there quiet the whole time, or is he a yeller? Uh, it,
1: both. Yeah, you okay. Know, so, you can do a little both. He can do a little both. Some games, if he feel he need to coach, he'll coach, but yep. for the most part, he's just, you know, letting me play and learning from my own mistakes.
0: What do you think he's going to think of the pit? And I know you've only seen the pit at, you know, Cherry Silver game level, yeah. which was about half of what it's going to be. Um what do you think
1: Grandpa's going to think when he sees you playing in the field? I think he's going to lose his mind, yeah. honestly. You know, because this, this is something that we we both dreamed about for a very long time now. You know, always just being able to play at a university, like, and the school is crazy. So I know he' going to come out here and just look and be amazed. And, yeah. Like, wow.
0: Well, when those college careers start coming around a little more and more towards the end of that junior college season and in that tournament especially, um, and then you talk with Grandpa a little bit, um, what what was it that you guys talked about? Did you talk about who the best basketball school was? Connection. We talked what else?
1: about we talked about that. You know, we um. He said, "Well, you gotta pick a school that you know was gonna help you, you know, for the future. Like was gonna help you get to where you want to be." Yeah. And um, what I had him do is because usually, like, I'll have him talk to coaches. Yeah. You know, and uh, he talked to he talked to all the coaches. You know, everyone here. Yeah. Or he or totally I mean, here. Bun- yeah. Every. every- mainly everyone here, yeah. but yeah, he taught to other schools too, and um, you know, we just, after, you know, because my granddad, one thing I can say about him is like, I know for a fact he's never going to lead me the wrong path, you yeah. know, and if, if it's something that he's really feeling, then I'm all for it, yeah. you know. I mean, I got to feel it too, but I know if he's really feeling it, then it's something that I should do. But he's the
0: influence stuff. him. Yeah, leader. so,
1: yeah. So why was he feeling New Mexico? You know, the coaches, like, <clears throat> they made him feel comfortable, you yeah. know, it's just, the fact that they actually, the very next day after, you know, the tournament, them getting in contact with him, like, how they did it, it was, just, like, just crazy. Like, okay, these guys are really interested, like.
0: So, they didn't call you the next day, they
1: called him? Yeah, they, well, nah, they called me too, but, okay. you know, they, um, because. But, but they knew the yeah, relationship. Yeah, because they know, they know the relationship, so, you know, they talked to him. And, you know, once he told me, he's like, okay, I, I like, I like what they're saying so far, I was like, I, right. you know, I kind of made Mexico my favorite, yeah you know. I just it was it was also uh my coach b mace brandon right. Mason, you know um just talking to him that really helped you because know? he just talking to him really helped, yeah
0: no, i mean I mean brandon's obviously um very young in his coaching tenure right now, he's only in his second year as an assistant um but he's been involved with a lot of programs for a while, played himself um he's he's been making his name as a recruiter so he's doing something that's working with you guys and the connection he makes with you guys seems to work definitely he he did a lot of that with you i imagine was it in a short period of time or did he kind of when they were recruiting your teammate did they start to kind of recruit you then too
1: a a little bit of that like you know after the first time they see me practice like before hutch yeah you know my uh former teammate isaiah told me he's like hey they they think you're pretty good bro like they think that you can actually play b1 next year i'm like
0: really? Like, so that wasn't on your radar at that point? That I mean, was
1: it was, but I just I try to stay humble as much oh. as possible because, you know, growing up, I was told, oh, this will happen, this gonna happen, you know. Not all the time would have happened, so I kind of learned to just, you know, humble myself and always be prepared that, you know, things might never go your way. Don't get the hopes up. Yeah, don't get the hopes up.
0: So you end up choosing New Mexico where they had a guy in, in Jaquan who was, he had played point at Ohio State for two years, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to kind of move him off the ball here, but they knew he could play point if he had to. Yeah. But they recruited you because they didn't really have a point guard. Um, I was told that. I mean, you were told you were going to come in and try. The ideal situation was you were going to come in and run the point, so they could get Jaquan off the off the ball a little bit. Yeah. Um, that didn't scare you off that there was a guy that might be
1: there that they know can run the point. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, at first it really did. Okay. But then you know, talking to like even I even talked to Jaquan. Um, we we had to talk about the whole situation, like when I came on my visit, and then after I found out, actually, when I first found out who he was and I looked yeah. him up, I'm like, there is no way <laughs> I'm going to be able to play over this guy. I was nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I talked to some of my teammates. A little different
0: story than you out of high school. He was recruited by everybody. Yeah, he was so
1: top twenty-five you know, was, range. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I was like, uh, I don't know, but yeah. um, you know, I talked to um some of my teammates like at my old school. And they was like, bro, like. Nah, he, he definitely could play the two. You could play the one. I'm like, all right, all right. And then, you know, I talked to the coaches, and then when the coaches, they when they broke it down to me, I was like, okay, cool. I like this.
0: So a little bit at the beginning of last year, um, the beginning of your junior college year, and then even in the recruiting, It sounds like there was a little bit of a confidence thing you said that you didn't really when you first got to to south plains there was you didn't have all the confidence you needed even initially in the recruiting you didn't have a whole lot of the the confidence you needed but then it came through how are you now that you're here in albuquerque like how long did it take you to realize you can do this or are you there yet i mean do you Um, can you can can you run the point
1: here yeah i'm confident not gonna run the point yeah talking to my coaches i actually watch a film just and actually talking to other teammates like it just it just built my confidence you know and it's like cause we we work so hard you know you work on it every day it eventually becomes easier and easier and that's what that's what has happened um but as far as my confidence what it was was just you know me really not knowing the coach um like uh, I don't know how he feels about me you know that's what it was the confidence
0: kind of comes with the familiarity
1: yeah a little bit and you know and um like, I'm very confident here because, you know, I actually talked to Coach Weir. Yeah. You know, he texted me, calls me, checks the ball, and I, I really appreciate him for doing that. Right. You know, it just, it makes me feel better as a player, honestly.
0: So you got in your mind, though, that you were going to be running the one and and Jaquan was going to be running the two. Um, when the injury happened, what goes through your mind?
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I was, um, I was very, like, I was sad, yeah. you know, because I, I really was looking forward to playing with him this year. I'm not gonna lie, but I also know that like when that when it happened, that's when I really realized like I have to step up because like not gonna lie to you, if he was playing this year, I believe you know a lot of um, big plays would have gone through him. But now that him being out, I believe that you know there's a chance for me to like step up and try to make the big plays now, yeah. along with other teammates of course. Sure. But you know, but I really feel like. It might be that time. so
0: Somewhere along the way there, too, between
1: when you first started was pretty much right when classes were starting, right? Yeah. You, weren't,
0: you weren't able to start because you were still finished up school? Yeah. Um, so you kind of got a little bit later start than a lot of your teammates. What did you think, at, at what point did you realize, like, man, this this work and this running is as much as they said it was going to be? First
1: practice, the first practice. So I it ever, didn't take long. The, the first time I ever stepped on the court with the team. That's when I realized, like, okay, this is this is real basketball. Like this is this is the next level. Yeah. That everyone's talking about.
0: And the pit runs.
1: <sighs> Very. Deep. Everyone yeah. does some of them, and then sometimes <laughs> you have to do a few more. Yeah, you know the, the pit runs are no joke. Are yeah. No joke at all. You do not want to run the pit.
0: So you're not. I guess you get used to them in the in as much as like I know I have to do them, so I just go yeah. do them. But like they haven't got
1: to the point where you're okay with them. Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually pretty cool with them now. Okay. I've ran enough to where it's like, okay, this this is, has become regular. All right. But I still, I'm still, i still not the biggest fan of it, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to be fun. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, I guess. Um, So this season ahead, obviously you haven't played at this level yet, but you're playing with a team of guys that are all at this level. Yes. Do um, you have any hesitation at this point yet? About what you can do once the game start or or you are you past that because you know you've played with these guys enough,
1: I'm actually past that now, okay you know i I was like that at first. it was just you know being nervous and like, oh, I'm finally here, you know, just just thinking about it too much, but it's like now I feel now I really feel you know more confident because practicing you know getting better every day, honestly, so I'm more confident now.
0: what does running the point even mean here? um it's a it looks sometimes to fans. Like just kind of chaos out there. You get the ball and everyone's running, and th- there's not a whole lot of set plays. Obviously, it's not that you guys are doing something yeah, with the purpose. But why don't you describe to people like what does it mean to actually run the point guard in Paul Weir system?
1: Uh, you know, a point guard is like, like kind of like a quarterback in football. You know, you're directing. You're not not basically not really running the show, but you know, like as far as telling people like, okay, like here you need to you need to do this. You know, it's like kind of a captain role. If anyone's
0: out of it, you're the one that gets them in it.
1: Yeah, I'm the one that has to get them back into it. And you can do that. Yes, I can. Are you
0: a scorer or are you a passer? What kind of point guard are you first?
1: Um, to be honest with you, I'm really a pass first point guard. Like I love passing, but I can't score. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind scoring. Like if it, if there, if I ever, if I ever will have to like really step up and score, then I would. But for the most part, I realize the type of teammates I have. Everyone on this team is a really good basketball player. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. And I'm very confident with my shooters. All right, I got
0: two last things in, and we're going to wrap this up. I know you got some stuff to get to, and I got here a little late. Um, We got, there's a fan base here that doesn't know a whole lot of you guys yet. But there's a fan base here that wants to know something about you. And I think when they see you play,
1: they're going to see what? Energy. Yeah? Energy. Uh, Positive energy, too. Really just this year is going to be energy, uh, a lot of defense, and uh, just trying to get my teammates right, if that's what you're going to see a lot of this year.
0: All right, so I should have probably finished with that one because the positive energy would have been a, a nice way to finish this. But now <laughs> i got to ask you something on the other side of the spectrum. Okay. That dunk contest, man, everybody was missing dunks. What was going on with that? You were supposed to win it.
1: I really, I wouldn't say I was supposed to win it. You know, I, to be honest with you, I i didn't really want to do the dunk contest. I just did it because, you know, a lot of my teammates said I should. You and didn't want to
0: do the dunk contest? Are you sure? Positive.
1: I mean, dunking is, is dunking. I really only wanted to do one dunk in a dunk contest, which I was able to do. It was my second dunk. That was the one you wanted to do? That's the only dunk I really wanted to do. All right. You know? Would it, you remind it, people which one that was? Uh, it was the windmill over my teammate Jordan. girl. Um, so you got the one you wanted to get yeah I got it all the other ones people can they can have it they can can forget all
0: that and just remember that one
1: I got the one I wanted and I got it on film too so I'm really excited with that alright man well hey
0: I appreciate it I'm glad we got to know each other a little bit look forward to covering you this season anything you want to say to fans as we sign off here Uh, go Lobos works for me man I appreciate you thanks thank you well there you go there was my conversation with Keith McGee Short and sweet. Um, I know he had to get to film session earlier this week, so I know some of these podcasts go an hour, sometimes even a little bit more. Uh, in general, these are probably going to be at least a half hour or longer. This one, not not as much, but uh, got, uh, got right to the point. Got to know Keith McGee, the, one of the newest Lobos, um, a little better than maybe, uh, certainly better than I knew him before, hopefully a little better than you knew him before this conversation. So the season starts Tuesday at Cal State Northridge. Uh, Lobos open on the road, and then they come home November 10th for a exhibition game. Very awkward scheduling. I don't, don't necessarily understand why they went this route, but they did. And they start the season on a Tuesday on the road. They play a home game that doesn't count, and then play their home, home opener, I guess regular season opener, on November 13th against Iona. So, still a ways away from a home game in Albuquerque that is actually going to count on the record. But, The season's here. Uh, It's upon us. It's uh, coming up. So I know Lobo fans are excited. I know I'm excited. I love my job. Love getting to cover college basketball and love getting to know these players that I do cover. So that's why these podcasts are are enjoyable to me, hopefully enjoyable to you as well. Again, iTunes, subscribe, rate us, give us some feedback. However you get the the, the podcast, please let us know how we're doing. It helps us out with... um, if you guys leave us, give us the feedback and leave us some ratings and stuff like that. So, And remember, there's a full archive on abqjournal.com sports. Again, hope you're enjoying these. Uh, another one coming up in less than a week. I know before the season starts, I'm hoping to have a, a lengthy one with Paul Weir about the season ahead and sort of the pressures that he puts on himself and the program and the realistic expectations fans should have and the expectations he puts or he has on his staff and his players this season. So hopefully that one will be out this weekend before the uh, first game next Tuesday in LA. So again, abqjournal.com slash sports full archive of the talking grammar podcast. Glad you're here. Glad you listened. Hope you enjoyed this one until next time. Thanks again.